Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We got a, we got a, a really big problem with youth crime in this country, certainly in the city of Toronto. And we've got some pretty alarming stats to back that up. And, um, you know, once upon a time, if carjackings weren't a thing, ever. And now they are like a daily occurrence. We've got auto thefts. You know that. We talk about it. Epidemic levels of theft. And in a majority of these cases that you're hearing about stolen cars, you know, the majority of the cases where we're seeing charges, police say the the perpetrators are kids. Two-thirds of all those arrested. So we're talking 33 out of 54 people arrested are kids. And this is new. Like, these are record numbers. And car theft's a massive moneymaker. It's very organized now. And the kids do it because the gangsters know, hey, we'll let the kids take the chances. Youth laws will protect them, and they'll get out of jail quickly. They'll take the hit. We'll keep stealing cars. But it is a very, very, very big problem. It's dangerous. It's risky. But, of course, because of social media, it makes it easier for them to do. And there's a glamour to it, so they get involved. I want to bring Ron Chisner into this conversation, former Toronto police officer with Peel Region. He was someone who was in gang prevention, also working with youth in schools, and he is running, I think, uh, in the next election for the Conservatives. Great to have you, Ron. Hey, Alex, thanks for having me on. And look, you summarized everything that's happening very well. Is that it? Are we done? You know what? (laughs) I wish we were, right? I wish you were, but everything you're saying and what we're seeing right now, yeah, it's surprising only because there's a new label to it, the new label being carjacking. And everybody that I've spoken to, and ask in your own circle of friends, Mm -hmm. even for the listeners, everybody knows somebody who's had their car stolen or has been carjacked. How crazy is that? Yeah, well, I was just talking to Rick. You know, he runs programs for children in need, you know, but he's got this second chance as we were talking about, you know, talking about these numbers and what, what we're seeing. And you know, it's like, what do we do about this? How can we stop it? And I think a big reason, a problem, Ron, is we don't have a lot of mentors. Um, we don't yes. have a lot of, you know, uh, stability in school, um, not enough punishment and discipline, work ethic. I just, we've got to do something because these, these, this is like the first year that we have really seen a big change. And I don't get the sense it's going to stop. I just don't see anyone doing anything about it. No, and you're right. And it's, you know, the, the difficulty in that whole entire thing is, is you, you highlight a key point. You said, I don't see anyone doing anything about it. Look, this is one of the reasons I got into politics and, and I unfortunately had to resign from policing to pursue this option. It's such a huge issue that it really takes a dynamic leader to be able to integrate so many services together and agencies and, um, and stakeholders together to be able to say, look, this is a common problem. There's not one single solution for this. We need to rewrap everything into this. So where's the starting point? Because you worked in the schools. You have a, an interesting perspective on kids. And, and, and before the pandemic, we were seeing some issues, certainly um, discipline. We took the cops out of the schools. I think that was uh, the start of, of decline. And then we had the lockdowns. We had a lot of kids dropping out. And, and gang bangers and gang members, they prey on young people. If they can recruit them in young at 12, 13 and give them hopes of, uh, you know, all this glory, they'll go in. But I don't, I don't know 
how we're going to get around this because we know that kids are dropping out at record rates and we know that they're they're failing in a lot of, of subjects. And so I feel like we're going to get this wave if we don't actually do something. Oh, no, you're right. We are in the wave. Look, I'll tell you, there's really five areas to focus on. Number one is as a society, as a government, as a community, we need to reevaluate what family values actually mean. And that needs to be highly encouraged. We know for a fact that kids who come from healthy families are going to most likely end up as either healthy Canadians and additionally, they won't be either criminals or victims of crime. Now, those are the same risk factors, whether you're a victim of crime or a criminal. Sometimes it's the same person and the same thing. So focusing on family and then education. What are we teaching our children and how are we adopting education to be able to capture those that aren't connecting with traditional means? I mean, look, education systems kind of just write off, you know, I don't know, arbitrarily 3% of people to say, well, they just don't connect. These are going to be the same people that are either victims of crimes or criminals going forward. And then as communities, we need to really wrap around and start demanding more from our local, provincial and federal politicians to start addressing the needs of us. And then you really have your individuals and our government as well. Look, our, our legal system is completely broken. Completely. And I'm not saying that as a tagline for anything. It's the truth. Anybody who denies it, mm-hmm. you're just lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else. When there's no consequences to actions for anybody involved, well, the economy of the decision doesn't change. In fact, you are, in this particular case, you're getting paid to make terrible decisions. And it's rewarding something in your body to say, you know what, this is the right thing to do. And, and our lockdown measures did no justice to mm-hmm. our children, no. right? No matter what. I mean, we are seeing the impacts of that now significantly. Uh, when I was a police officer, I had seen, you know, I'd gone to six suicide attempts, all for people under the age of 21 in a single day. And one did succeed. That was 21 and found by his younger brother. And, I'll, and almost all of these kids, there was two things that was evidence. One was over-medication mm-hmm. for anxiety and depression. And the other one was uh, drug use and then a broken home. So there's so many things here, Alex, it would take us forever to get into it, but so many things need to change in the wheel. But we need to start addressing what's really facing us. Broken legal system, the obvious connection that youth are the low-hanging fruit for organized crime, and we know that, and we're not iterating to be able to deal with that, and really having some hard consequences towards it. The problem with lower or low-hanging fruit is everybody, like we're talking about, is looking at these kids. Yeah. Somebody is grooming and recruiting them to sure. do it, and we're not even paying attention to that. So our politicians will say, oh, we need more stuff for kids. Yeah, you're right. But you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You know what else we have to do? We have to go after these bad guys that are recruiting and victimizing our kids in our community to do these things. But we are in such a phase, though, Ron, like this, we get words, we don't get action. Because if we did, uh, you know, I'm looking at the same crime rates as, as I covered back in the summer of the gun. But I would suggest it's worse because these are really young kids. But again, we get the talk. We don't get the walk because there's so much, you know, into this, you know, restorative justice when sometimes... Kids just need some real tough love to get to the next level, right? Like sometimes if you just maybe punish them in school, maybe they wouldn't get caught in crime. But we have to change what we're doing because it's not working. Oh, listen, I'm with you. Look, I coached kids for 25 years. I, I started a football team in Toronto. It's one of Toronto's, at the time, worst schools. There was 17 drive-by shootings across from the school, heavily gang-impacted school. Uh, you know, and I still maintain relationships with those kids. And I've been involved in, yeah. in programs with 75 organizations. I will tell you in all of this, we talk about the word punishment. What the word should be is structure. Sure. All of these kids yeah. that I had that worked, they worked under structure because that structure had expectation for behavior. I did not have a kid that just came into a program and I'd hug him and say, everything's okay. I would say to them routinely, you screwed up here. What were you thinking? And it was the first time they had a conversation with a positive adult role model right. that held them accountable for their actions. Now, that was a, one of many things that's required, but we lack that. Instead, yeah. our politicians, our political cycles are not in alignment. So our 
our city councilors and our MPPs, they vote under one time period, and our federal government votes under a different time period. So they're never in alignment, which is one of the yeah. biggest obstacles in ensuring that we have uh, accurate conversations and support for projects and programs to create healthy families and kids. Um, but then additionally, because the three layers of government do different things, sometimes they're not speaking to each other, so we don't have this top-down approach. And yeah. you need a top-down approach because the federal government sets the guidelines. We saw what's happened in the last eight years with the current liberal government and Justin Trudeau. They, they've just, I hate to make it political, I really do. They but they're not doing it, yeah. I'm up against the clock, Ron, which then gets me into trouble. Yep. Uh, we'll talk again. I just would like to talk about something else, right? But I appreciate your time. Nope.